Welcome to this week's episode of Tune In with Dr. Monica and Melissa. We're here with you to talk a little bit more about limiting beliefs. And how this came up was in our last episode. We were talking about the concept of wealth. If you didn't listen, go back because we took it in a lot of different directions. And at the end of the day, wealth means so many different things to each of us. But what we arrived at was the conclusion that it truly is for us an internal state. I want to share a little bit about my story with all of you. So for those of you who don't know me, I am living here in the Finger Lakes region of upstate New York, Monica's home, as it were. If you didn't listen to that episode, go back a few because that was great. Home is truly something we carry with us, but that's another story. I digress. So in my journey, I spent about 10 years in a career in finance, working my way up to some level of status that in my mind equated to happiness. During that time, I was also beginning to build a business on the side, which I ended up leaving my full-time career and becoming a full-time entrepreneur, building this business of mine for 16 years, uh, an online business in the space of health and wellness. What occurred to me at a certain point when it came to the concept of wealth and and what happened for me when it came to my health, which is truly what I believe is my own wealth, right? If we don't have our health, then we don't have anything. But what I realized is that at some point, I built something that looked amazing from the outside, but did not feel good on the inside. And that's where my healing journey really, truly began, understanding how linked all of that was to some of my underlying beliefs about what we're here to do, what this life is all about, and how I truly wanted to feel, how I wanted to experience my own life. So at a certain point, I divorced what I call the badge of busyness from my life, right? Like we, we, we run around in this culture earning that badge. You know, when people ask you, how are you? And the response is, oh my God, I'm so busy. We just wear that like a badge of honor. And I had to divorce myself from that. I had to also separate my worth from my productivity and and truly get to know my own inherent worth that we all have, right? We don't have to earn it. And during that journey, I truly began to dive deep and uncover a lot of those limiting beliefs. And so Monica, I hope you don't mind. I wanted to share a little bit of my story, my journey when it comes to those things, but I'm ready to dive in. So talk to me about what comes up for you when we start talking about limiting beliefs. So it's similar. And I would imagine that there are many, especially women out there listening to this who can really resonate. I say women because it's I feel that we have been in a transitory period for especially females who are rising in the career levels over the past 20, 30 years versus the majority of women being stay-at-home moms prior to that or having having that be the norm versus it no longer being the norm. And so we're figuring it out. We're figuring out how to exist in a world where now we can get high paying jobs in a corporate ladder and things like that. And, and just because we can be busy all the time, and just because we can be incredibly productive individuals, is that the best thing for us as 
feminine human beings as well. Now that's not to say that men don't go th through this also, but being two women, we can resonate a lot with at least the female perception of this. So my journey being similar to yours, I also wore that badge of busyness for sure. And I started my career 15 years ago as a doctor of physical therapy. And as I noticed gaps in the PT profession in terms of how other humans could be helped, I am a very comprehensive person. I let, I went into PT because I wanted to treat the whole person and help the whole person. What I realized was, okay, many people don't have a mind-body connection. So I went and took a yoga teacher training and then I went and took another one. And then, okay, people don't know about nutrition. So let's go to Ayurveda school and become an Ayurvedic wellness counselor and et cetera, et cetera. I've done this six or seven times where I've really dove deep into an, basically an entire another career path to include it all that allowed me to be very busy because I could have picked any one of those things as its own separate career. And I was trying to combine all of them and I was combining all of them. And I also felt like I could help so many people. And so what happened is I just worked more and I worked more and I worked more. And the second time I went to Bali for my master yoga teacher training, I was sitting at a cafe and I had made friends with this artist and he wanted to show me his art studio, which was just down the street. And he was a local Balinese man, amazing artist. I had passed his shop before and it was just like a block down the street. So we got up to go walk there and I'm already in a down regulated nervous system state because I am deep into this master yoga teacher training. So I'm in my mind moving slow and super present and just in it. And we start walking down the street and he's walking like a turtle pace. And I had never, literally never walked that slow in my entire life. And so I was, I was one step ahead of him and then slowing myself down because I realized he was, he was not moving any faster. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he looks at me. I, I stopped and I turned around and he goes, in Bali, you will learn how to walk slowly. Let's be here. And it was a wake up call for me because I had, I already thought I was walking slower than I had ever walked in my entire life. So I went with it and I walked slow and it was a whole new space for me to be in walking that slow. When I went back to New York after that, I realized my life was a mile a minute. And anytime anyone asked me how I was doing, I said I was great. And I'm so busy. I was the busy person. I could never give anybody enough of my time. All the people in my life, I couldn't give them enough of my time because I was so busy. That was my perception. And I lived into that perception. So when I moved to California in 2014, I only took a part-time job as I went back to a practice that I had been running previously. And I gave them part-time hours because I was eliminating that vocabulary. I set a rule for myself that I was no longer going to say I'm busy. It was a wake up call to see how often those words almost came out of my mouth. I would walk to the grocery store and walk home with just one bag of groceries in a backpack because I, I wanted to practice walking slowly and I had to train myself. I was speed walking to the grocery store because I was so used to trying to get everywhere quickly. 
And I would pause in the middle of the speed walk and literally have to think to myself, you have nowhere to go fast right now. Move slow. As I transitioned my career path from focusing on being a doctor of physical therapy to being a human optimization specialist and longevity professional, I am a big proponent of you must practice what you preach if you're teaching other people how to live their life. The last thing I want is an overweight smoking doctor telling me what to do with my nutrition. It just doesn't make sense to us. You're not going to trust that person very much. I made a commitment to myself that if I'm going to teach other people how to do things, I absolutely am doing those things in my own life. That is where deep authenticity comes alive for me. For me to be telling other people to slow down, I better learn how to slow down in my own life. And what happened was my ability to be present with another person took off like a rocket. I I became a different version of myself because I had space to be present. I learned at that time in my life how to truly listen to another human being because I wasn't waiting to say my thing. I was listening to them on a deep level. And guess what? All the answers came. In that deep listening, the answers came that I had internally to provide to the person based on what they were telling me. The answers came in my own heart that led me into making some very, very important and enormous decisions in my life that have led me to where I am today. It was an incredible journey of allowing life to be easier than I was making it in the past when nothing externally had changed. I love the story of walking in Bali. I'll never forget it. I mean, I can, I can be with you in that moment, right? Thinking back to earlier years when we connected, I remember, I remember those connections between us. Hey, when, when can we connect, right? Like, when are we going to get together? And it was just constantly this negotiation of schedules between the two of us. It really illustrates the concept I shared earlier. What happens when we get present is we're able to truly experience the moments. And isn't that a gift? That's such a gift to be able to drop in and be. And it goes back to something I think we talked about a few podcasts ago when we were talking about, like, do you like the person that you are when you get quiet with yourself? I think the the stillness, when we get quiet with ourselves, for many of us, it's simply an unaccustomed nervous system, right? We're so used to being stimulated that we we will seek that status quo, that homeostasis. And so if I get quiet and still, not only am I contending with the emotional side of that, like, do I like the person I am when I'm quiet with myself, but we're just naturally inclined to grab our phones and scroll and busy ourselves with some new task or some new project. And it's not to say that there isn't value in things like productivity, right? And we're talking about projects and, and you know, doing things. It's not to say that there isn't value even in Going on social media, if we're talking about true connection or we're talking about time that actually allows you to relax. But what I want to know and the questions that I really had to start to ask myself is what comes up in those spaces 
in working with a lot of my business partners and clients, the things that come up that I hear time after time when it comes to letting go of the need to be busy is this inadequacy, this idea that somehow I'm not doing enough or I'm not enough, right? And that I'm not enough shows up in so many different ways. It shows up as, you know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not insert any adjective that we find in our society that, that we place value on or that we're even systematically promoting out in the world. And I'm curious, Monica, what comes up for you with these kinds of things? Because I, I find that it always comes back to one of those two, that there's some level of inadequacy that we experience as humans when we get still and we learn how to not, quote unquote, be busy. So I've dug into this deep in myself because I honestly think it's been one of the largest hurdles that I've had to, and I'm still, I won't lie. I mean, I'm, it's definitely something I'm still working on is to be less busy, which does not equate, like you said, to being less productive. There's a lot of wasted time that goes on in our everyday lives. And my intention is to be as fully present as possible in as much of my life as I possibly can be. And that's a skill set that comes with a lot of practice. Part of what I needed to figure out for myself was what emotion was underlying that sense of me feeling like I needed to be busy, that busyness badge. It actually, for me, was not inadequacy. I've always known that I have a lot to offer the world and that I'm very capable in offering those things. For me, where it came from was being a woman and knowing that I also have the capacity to bring another human being into this world. I never wanted to have to feel like I had to be in a relationship because I needed help being taken care of. I wanted to be able to be independent so that I could enter relationship for what I considered the right reasons for a reason of just plain old love, just love, not because anything else was necessary there. The busyness came from an underlying state of fear around making sure that I could provide enough to be completely independent for a very long period of time for my entire life. And being an entrepreneur, I don't have a 401k or a retirement plan or any of those things that come naturally with a, a business where it's all set up for you. I needed to create that future planning for myself. And I was in the mindset of, I had no idea what would be enough. I just did and have done as much as I possibly could as when I, my skill set is very big. So there's all sorts of work I can always be doing. There's always 10 projects going on in the background and then the day-to-day -day things that need to be taken care of anyways. So if you have an opportunity to go to bed, to turn off the rest of the world at 8 p.m. at night, but you could still do three more hours of work. Well, if I do three more hours of work, that equates to this, this, and this. And in the future, that will be more safe for me as an independent woman. And I had no idea where that this is enough pendulum actually could stop. 
I had to get real serious with myself and really look at where that fear was coming from and why I couldn't figure out what was enough for me as my own person. I was born, literally born into this world, putting pressure on myself. I was in seventh grade staying up till two o'clock in the morning, studying for an exam to make sure I got an A. My parents never put pressure on me around grades, around schoolwork, around discipline, none of that, probably because I literally put way too much on myself, but it doesn't come from nurture in this, in this lifetime. I don't know where it comes from, different perceptions, probably different podcasts around that, but it's definitely something that's been inside of me for my entire life. I have pretty much always had a sense of, I don't know what's enough for me to bring into this world. In the past five years, really, have been where I've uncovered, this is enough. Everything that you're doing, this is enough. You get to choose taking care of yourself and this energy body, which we will discuss in a later podcast as well, over working yourself into the ground and waking up exhausted tomorrow and not having that internal state of wealth at a health level because in all honesty, the only thing that's gonna stop me from bringing what I know I can bring into this world is if I go down. So if I let myself get so busy and so burnt out that I can't do what I do anymore and I can't continue to expand from a, at a soul level and from a heart space, that's the stopper. That's the biggest danger for me. That actually needs to come first. Taking care of myself needs to come first so that I can help other people. Taking care of myself means getting up in the morning and doing my own personal practice before I even look at my cell phone. And same thing at night, cell phone away at eight or nine o'clock. I actually just bought a new alarm clock that came in the mail this morning so that my phone can go even further away <laughs> so that it's not a distraction because I need that time so badly. That's the part that becomes the most powerful thing that can support me in this world is having that downtime with myself where I'm not distracted by the pressures of being enough that can literally destruct a person. And I've been in that burnt out space and that's the kryptonite. That's the thing that can wreck the superpower that brings me forward as a human here. Absolutely. And I love that you started in this episode talking about almost a socioeconomic critique you know, on the role of women and the pressures that we experience when it comes to work-life balance or when it comes to being parents and being in the workforce. It reminded me of a book I got to work on in 2020 called Mama's Gotta Work. In that book, I talked a lot about self-care and our relationship with ourselves. And all of those things that you just described to me, things like, you know, putting your cell phone away so that you can get a restful night's sleep. To me, those are all acts of self-care and it's radical self-care because we seem to identify self-care in the society as the token spa day or going to get a mani-pedi. Sometimes self-care is sitting down and looking at your finances or making sure you drink enough water through the day. Like self-care can be anything that supports that healthy relationship with yourself. What's interesting and the reason why I bring this up, Monica, is in the clients that I work with and in a lot of the work that I do, 
when I see people holding back on their own self-care, it's when their relationship to this whole particular area, their worth, and likely they're also wearing that badge of busy. I think that was coined by Brene Brown, perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, but that all comes up, right? And we hold back from taking care of ourselves because we've got so much to take care of in our lives, in our families, in the world, forgetting that at the end of the day, just like you said, if we don't take care of ourselves first, if we don't give ourselves that, then we have nothing. It all goes away. We have no more life force to bring our gifts, our energy out into the world and continue doing the work that we do, whether it's being a parent or in your career or following your life purpose path. So thank you for sharing that. And I think that that's probably the homework that we need to give our listeners. Take a look at your day and some of the things that you can do that perhaps you can even just shift to see through the lens of self-care, knowing that you are inherently worth every moment and every ounce of energy invested. So I don't know, Monica, if you have any other words of wisdom or a particular practice you would like to share. There's something that has come up that I have started to recognize a pattern in people that is not often talked about with this busyness pandemic that we have. And that is that, and this isn't fun. This isn't a fun thing to look at. This busyness badge can be an enormous distraction to knowing yourself. If you're busy all the time doing things for other people, or working or filling up all the obligations and taking care of the children or taking care of your partner and all of the, any of the things that we busy ourselves with, what that allows you to do is not tend to yourself. And when we talk about that at a superficial level, it can sound really lovely to do a morning practice or do a meditation or go get a massage or just turn off the rest of the world for a while. But the other thing that happens in that quiet space is we sit with ourselves and you can be with yourself. And sometimes that's not comfortable. Sometimes we have things inside of ourselves that we don't want to look at so closely. Sometimes having that space can allow us to see parts of ourselves that maybe we've never even looked at before because we've shoved it way, 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 way down. If we're always busy doing other things externally, we never have that opportunity to sit with that part of ourselves and to decide that we love that part of ourselves also, or that a certain part of ourselves no longer serves us. And so we're going to let that piece move out, say, thank you. This served me for a while and I accept that and it was necessary and I no longer need this piece anymore. But actually leave that as one of the things to take a moment and look at when you have a quiet space for yourself is the true underlying why to the busyness. And it's go deeper. Keep asking yourself, why? Why am I busy? Oh, because I've got all this stuff to take care of and manage and I have many responsibilities. Okay, why am I busy? Well, because I feel like I'm not enough and I want to show up more in the world. And so I want to be enough. I want to prove to myself that I'm enough. Why are you busy? Okay, because I'm afraid that 
I won't be able to take care of myself in the future. And I want to set myself up for when I'm old and not sure who else will exist in this world. Okay. Why are you so busy? And you just keep asking yourself and digging and digging and digging until you come to that nugget that's a little or a lot hard to look at. And when you ask again, there's nothing else. That's the thing to take some time with. Okay, why am I always busy? Because I don't lo love myself. Because I don't think that I'm worth spending my own time on. Because I don't think that I'm worth actually sitting and being with myself or because I don't want to be with that person. Well, why don't you want to be with that person? Because there's shame around something or there's guilt around something or whatever. But if you never look at that underlying layer, you never get to process and deal with that emotion or that feeling or that state of your being. And it will live inside of you forever. So as unfun as an exercise as that may be, try it out. See what comes up for you and practice it a few times because it may not show up so easily the first time. And when you get to the heart of it and you find that nugget, shine the light of self-compassion on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Realize that we all have something inside of us at some point in our lives that we have to confront that isn't comfortable and we have to learn to love those pieces too. And the last thing that I will add is if you're listening to Dr. Monica as she digs a little deeper every time asking that question, why am I so busy? Why am I so busy? And you think to yourself, well, simply just, I've got all of these things. I've got all of these responsibilities and, and you, and you land there. What I want you to consider is that even if you didn't start with the belief that you don't love yourself and you can't invest that time in yourself, I will tell you that subconsciously you are teaching yourself that over time by not practicing those moments, by not taking the time for self-care. And, mm -hmm. and so 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you will have embedded that story into your subconscious mind and you will continue to live it out. So if that's not an argument to practice self-care this week, I don't know what is, but I hope you do. So thank you so much for tuning in to us and I hope that we help you tune into you. Mm -hmm.